Welcome to Finding Your Voice After 40, a weekly podcast that includes interviews with multicultural women and men over the age of 40 who have gone from ordinary to extraordinary living. I am your host, Kenya McGuire-Johnson, and as an artist, educator, and certified health, wellness, and mindset coach, my goal is to share incredible interviews and stories of people you may know or you may not know who are reclaiming and renewing their lives. Whether you're over 40 or not quite there yet, each week you will be inspired to thrive and not simply survive. Remember, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. To learn more about our amazing self-care and wellness holistic services, head on over to www.findingyourvoiceafter40.com or to get bonus episodes, head over to our Patreon and become a subscriber at patreon.com slash findingyourvoice. Hello and welcome back to Finding Your Voice After 40. This is your host, Kenya, and this is episode 40. How about that? Finding Your Voice After 40, episode 40. (laughs) Step into your light after 40. And this is an interview with Jana Zenzi, who is the CEO of Wander Woman Travels. And she's family. And this interview is everything that the title says. You are literally going to step into a light zone, <laughs> a zone full of really beautiful energy. Um, Jana does such a tremendous job sharing full transparency, full vulnerability, her journey, her ups and her downs um, as a Black woman, single Black woman over 40, really navigating this free spirit that she holds inside. And really, I I think she gives so many permission slips for us to step into our truth, our authenticity, which ultimately equals our light. So the other part of this is, listen, if you are not a Patreon member, (laughs) you're really going to want to be one because she gives some phenomenal, phenomenal information in the bonus. Um, she really gives tips on solo travel and how to get started. And she comes, she, she really discusses ways that I don't think we even think about. I think we think really big and got to go across mountains and seas and oceans to do our first solo travel. And that's not the case at all. And she really provides step-by-step things you can do. So definitely check out our patreon.com slash finding your voice. It's in the show notes. Join for just $5. So you can see Jana, you can watch the video, and you can hear this bonus content because it is so good. Um, we did have some technological, some technical <laughs> difficulties. So what you're going to hear is take two. Um, we had recorded some, and then it was just the technical stuff, the Zoom, and or not the Zoom. We actually used another platform. But the video stuff was just not complying with us and we were getting dropped and all that. So this is take two. So you may hear a little bit of noise in the background because I had to move to a different part of my house so that the internets would cooperate. But this is a delightful, delightful interview. So definitely want to take your notes and replay and share and um, repost and all the things with people that need to hear this. Um, Before we get into the episode, we are getting closer and closer to our virtual, our one-day virtual summit, Healthy Vagina Monologues, and super excited for this because, um, you know, I, I really think that it's kind of a situation you don't know what you don't know. And because we don't have very many spaces where we actually do sit and talk about leaky urine and leaky bladders and (laughs) bowel issues because of our pelvic floor and pain during sex and poor libido. We don't really sit down and just talk about that stuff, right? We don't post all that. Um, And, you know, all the things that come along with menopause and ways, uh, actually ways to kind of get past these things and get in, in more holistic ways. And that's really what the summit is all about. And so again, each week counting up to the summit, I want to feature um, each of our special presenters. And this week, um, I'm thrilled to just give you a little information about Dr. Bri Coleman, who is a physical therapist. She actually has her doctorate in physical therapy, and she's a pelvic floor physical therapist. And she was my physical therapist. And the girl saved my life. Lord. I'm going to talk all about that during the summit, how literally 
Dr. Bry truly changed my life um, through just our few months of working together. But just a little bit about her. She is the owner of Mo Mobile Mommy PT, which is physical therapy in Flossmoor, Illinois. And she has a, Dr. Bry has a special interest and passion for helping women feel powerful by providing a full body approach to support optimal bowel, bladder, sexual function, and pleasure. Yes, she focuses on all of that. She brings a very unique perspective to human movement by focusing on improving the mind-body-spirit connection. She's very locked into that, and that helps to unlock the restriction and to reprogram your body's movement patterns. And literally, I couldn't have written that sentence better because that's exactly what my experience was with her. Um, she has a genuine love for her community and strives to have that love felt with each person she helps understand their power. And that is is the complete truth. Um, Dr. Bry, really, her enthusiasm, her compassion, her passion, um, she's just amazing. And she has so much information, so much good information that you honestly, I am a physical therapist and never heard half of what she was talking about that helped change things for me. So you really want to come to this summit. Um, the summit is just $50, but we have promo codes because we want people to come. We want to make this accessible. So we still, we've extended our 50% off. The promo code is um, sub gift and the number one. So S-U-B-G-I-F-T and the number one. It's all in the show notes. So you can get 50% off. Patreon members um, at any level can attend for completely free. So come on over, go to onedaysummit.eventbrite.com, or you can just go to our website, findingyourvoiceafter40.com, which we have updated. So it is right there along with um, new free resources we have on the site. And we have our retreats kind of specially secretly announced on the website. So if you go to the website and you're like, ooh, retreat, retreat. I decided to, to to make it a little bit early accessible if you are tapped into our website and our community and a, and a subscriber. So yes, that is all available, okay? All right, so, oh, also tonight we'll be back with Black Her Story, Keyshawn Rains and I, and we're gonna talk about code switching. Mm. When will this end or will it ever end? Huh? What are your thoughts about that as black women? Um, and or women of color or anybody, if you feel like you're having to switch, code switch. But there's, uh, I think, particularly for women of color um, and how we have to navigate our spaces, this becomes a real, real, real deal. So we're going to discuss all of that. We discussed, we discussed last week with Dr. Donna G. Ivory about menopause. It was an outstanding discussion. So again, if you just are a subscriber on YouTube at Kenya MJ Music, click the bell, you'll get notified when we go live. All right. So let's do our hashtag Thursday Thrive self-care activity, self-care affirmation. We're focusing on health and relationship this week. Here is the affirmation. I am truly grateful for all of the people in my life. So some things that you can do to support this affirmation. One, before going to sleep at night, mentally thank all the people in your life that you are grateful for. Two, send them thoughts of kindness and compassion and imagine your heart opening up. Three, make a point to express your appreciation to friends and family when you see them next by saying something simple like, hey, I really appreciate what you do for me. I love these activities. They are beautiful and we absolutely should make these a practice. So replay that, rewrite it. Again, we do supply these um, affirmations and weekly activities for our Patreon members who are a part of the She Collective or the VIP Thrive Tribe. So if you'd like to have that mail delivered into your email box, come on over and join us. All right. All right. Let's get on into episode 40. Step into your light after 40. An interview with Jana Zinzi. Mm -hmm. 
And welcome. And this is our second time. Yes, I'm very transparent with this. Hi, Jana. <laughs> Hi, I'm here for the tape too. The, the remix, it's all good. <laughs> it's the remix. Those of you who know, and I'm praying, you know, I'm in an area of my house where I think the internet should be working, but you still may see me sticking here or there, but I hear you live time. I hear you live time. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. So you guys, again, I, it's funny, we were just doing this and we were getting in a rhythm, but I was having tech problems. So we are back and I can see that the tech is still wanting to do something funky. So we're going to hopefully, hopefully Jana be able to get through this. If not, we'll, we're going to have to use a whole nother platform. But those of you who are listening, <laughs> I have family here with me today. This is Jana Zenzi. So how are you doing? How are you feeling? I am well. I feel joyful. I feel feel blessed. So um, thank you for having me. It's good to to see you and be with you today. Yeah, yeah. No, it's always you always bring light in rooms. I don't know if people ever tell you that. Do people I'll tell say. you that? Because you all, <laughs> you know, sometimes and yes, sometimes people will tell me that. Um, and, yeah. you know, I think uh, we don't have to go too deep into it, but I'm also aware of how it sometimes like throws people off. So mm. um, it's very interesting. Um, but interesting. I, oh, we yeah. don't have to get into We have to get into that. <laughs> but I, I just I, try to show up as my best self and myself. And, and I do want to bring light to the places that I go. So. You know. Yeah, you do. You have you have a very strong authenticity, and I think when you said throw it off, throw people off, I think that does throw people off when people are really present because we're yeah. so not used to to that kind of presence. So I love that though. That's I'm all for that. <laughs> I just made a, a, a like Instagram video or whatever it was talking about kind of this and the idea of being too much. And we mm -hmm. talk about this in a, you know, a little bit, but in short, I was doing a, a media training and there were some women who were participating. They were black women happened to be, mm -hmm. and we were mm -hmm. talking about voice. And so I know how much that means to you. Right. And, and mm -hmm. even in, when you're doing media or you're messaging for an organization or for a brand or whatever it is, being clear on what your voice is. Right. And like your vibe and your style. And two mm -hmm. of the women were like, you know, I'm so passionate. And sometimes I feel like, you know, like people tell me I'm too much or I feel like I'm too much. And I really started to sit with that because I don't know about you. I've had that, you know, conversation with myself and it just was like, it made me mad. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> yes. was like, let's unpack that. Like, I know I have some nerdy slides and some stuff to do, but like, <laughs> no, like we're going to unpack that for a second and really think about how essentially that's something that has been fed to us to keep us quiet and to keep us small and, and you know, um, stop us from being authentic and stop us from sharing our truths. And um, mm -hmm. it's something that is so endemic for women, for particularly Black women and women of color, for queer and trans folks, is like this idea of being mm -hmm. too much. And just thinking about the idea, instead of that, that framework, it exists on this continuum of, well, if you're too much, you're also not enough and how those things, play, right. right. You know, and like right. how are you too much and not enough at the same time, but we do this in our minds. And so really trying to like reframe it and think about that. Sometimes we're just not in alignment with certain people or certain people aren't in alignment with us, but our message, right. I think we're fully showing up using our voice, maybe being too much, there's people that resonate with that, right? And that absolutely, people, you know, that connects us to like, oh, you know what I mean? Like how you said, you're like, well, I like it. And I was like, well, I like it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> we have these conversations, you know, but yeah, um, yeah, not yeah. But I just felt like, you know, as as sharing that, since we just going to dive in, you know, we're gonna dive in. No, I I I'm gonna read something to you because I want the audience to get perspective of you, and I want to of how you react, but we definitely have to go back to this because this is such a common, what you just said of being too much and not enough at the same time. I, I don't know if I've ever pieced that all together like that. I don't mm. know if I've ever really said that 
you know, I've thought of that that way, but I don't know if I've ever heard it delivered and kind of, you know, say how much of that paradox is so present for, for black women. Cause that's kind of in everything I'm to yeah. this, but I'm not enough that I'm too, yeah. you know, I mean, it happens in a lot of, a lot of spaces. So, all right, I'm going to read something to you. Okay. You've technically heard cause we're in round two, but, but I want people to really know who you are and, and your background. And, you know, this is a full 60 seconds of who Jana is, but let me read this and then hear more of your reaction to it. So here we go. If it will pop up, there we go. Jana Zenzi is a media and communications consultant, travel journalist, and the CEO of Wander Woman Travels. Also known as Jazz, she is passionate about documenting and telling stories about cultural change makers around the U.S. and the world, as well as coaching and training communications professionals and entrepreneurs on how to, to yeah, strategically work with media. One of her ultimate passions is travel, especially as a means of cultural connections to unite people and help the planet. Another important aspect of Jana's journey is using dance as a form of healing and joy. Finally, Jana is currently living in New Orleans, Louisiana, where you can find her riding her bike, singing loudly, laughing with loved ones, binge watching documentaries, or dancing in random places like subway platforms or national parks. I love reading that because you, this is so you. It's like, <laughs> So how, again, you had said this in our other recording, but yeah. how does that make you feel to hear, you know, me read that to you? It makes me feel so happy. And it does. It feels very much like me. And like I said in the other one, I was like, wait, Kenya, did you edit that and change it? Because seriously, like try to write my bio is just like, uh, just like torture. <laughs> and I write it. I write bios for other people for a living, you know, so. Oh, that's what makes it harder because you do it for a living. So your level of, of, of criticality to oh, self. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nitpicking at it. So that was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to need to copy and paste that and use that. Kenya. So I'll send you. it. I've done it for others. Other people say the same thing. I'm like, I'll send it. No problem. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. I really love the last sentence because of the writing the bike. Like I totally visual and now granted you wrote that. Okay. So yeah. I didn't, I, I just pieced things together, but you know, you riding your bike along and singing and dancing and connecting and just having this light. And that's what I was just saying earlier. And what I wanted to kind of dig into um, before we, you know, keep going into our deep dive is uh, is this whole energy that you have, this free spirit. You know, where did this come from? When did this start? And you know, when we were trying to take one, we kind of went into it. But definitely, please let's let's talk about that. Um, how did this start for you? Where did you witness this um, this light? It's always I've always been a free spirit. Um, I've just always. I don't, I don't know where it came from, but I, what I was sharing with you earlier is that as I've gotten older, I've started to see that the ways that my mom is a free spirit and the way that even my grandmother is a free spirit. And, you know, as a, like a kid and a teenager, I was like, you're uptight. Uh, you don't understand me and whatever. And like, <laughs> even in my twenties and thirties, like even as our relationship grew, I saw us as so different, you know, and just as like through aging and more conversation and learning about each other's lives, I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. And um, yeah. I don't really share this often, but I just feel compelled to that. Uh -huh. um, I'm also adopted. I don't even know if you knew that. Um, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So there's something that I do know about my birth mother and her, um, her free spirited energy. And mm. so it's like something that is divinely been like cultivated within me and that I've been divinely connected to as a free spirit energy. And mm. I feel really grateful for that. And it's funny because I tell people, well, I'm not saying all the time, but I do say that I'm like, y'all don't even know, like I'm still held in, you know what I mean? Yes. Like there's so much. <laughs> more like if I really let it loose I don't even know you know so. well it's so funny I feel that I feel that and I've many times wanted to say like 
you know, because I, so, okay. So we're going to just kind of go there. Cause I, I talk about astrology a lot more now because I, I do a lot of sessions now with people really helping them tap in to their astrology and learn more about their divine selves and, and their high frequency selves. And so part of the things for, and this is not something that I really talk about because people get so weird. They get so, you know, they're already getting a little weirded out with me talking about astrology. Those who are into it are loving it. And I, you know, I appreciate it. Yes. I appreciate it a ton, but you know, this is something my whole life since I was little, I've always been able to tap into people's energies. I, and I, Literally, when I was little, I just assumed, you know, when you're little, you think everybody does what you do, right? It's, it's, it's normal. This is what it is. <laughs> so it, it really wasn't until I got into adulthood and people started, you know, labeling or doing the too much or, or all of the things, all of mm -hmm. the things that I realized, oh, you know, this is something different. But I, I was saying that to say, you know, when I met you, I can you know, I, I remember saying, no, there's a lot more in her. Like I can feel, you know, I feel that. Um, and, you know, I can feel the, oh, she has even more to like, to, to, to kind of give, but I think that you're doing that. I mean, I, I think you're stepping more into yourself. And so, you know, how for you stepping into yourself, let's think a little bit before the forties, you know, before mm. you hit that 40 mark, was there a point in your life where you felt like, no, I do need to kind of conform and mm -hmm. be a little more in a normal space, quote unquote? Or is this something that, no, I've run with it because I have a, a second question, second follow up to that, but I want to first ask you that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, college, actually, which is like when most people like break free and go wild or whatever. I felt more pressure to conform because of where I was. I went to the school, I went to school in the University of Delaware. And the mm -hmm. funny thing is my line sisters would always be like, I'm the eccentric, I'm the eccentric one, right? And I was just like, I'm just a New Yorker. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, mm, you know, and um, but I felt more pressure there because of like social norms and you know, wanting to fit in and you know, but the funny thing, like I said, as much as I thought I was like fitting in, I'm still the weirdo and, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm very glad, you know, but, um, and I think even so in certain choices, like what I chose to study in school and I don't have a regrets about that, but like, if I had my absolute choice, I would have gone to school mm. for dance. I would have been like mm. a total absolute creative, um, mm. And I, again, I don't have regrets about it because I do like a certain level of, you know, stability and, right. um, you know, I see people making living out of being artists all the time. So that's not to say anything, um, right. you know, but I think there's certain ways in which I also try to conform of things like nine to five jobs and all of this stuff. Like I've been a remote worker since... 2010. For I know. I was going to say, you've been doing this jam for a long time. When people were tripping in 2020, I was like, welcome to my world. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. If you need some Zoom support, I got you. It's like, it'll be all right. It's going to be okay. You know? Right. So, right. right. Um, you know, I think there were certain ways. Like, I remember literally even two years ago. No, this is not even two years. Like, last year. I was like, I'm going to get a full-time job and um, let me apply for these things. And I straight up got through the resume. Shout out to my best friend, Christine. She's my Virgo since we're going to talk about astrology. I'm the Aquarius. I was about to say, you. we're going to get it to the Aquarius, didn't you? Because you're never going to veer from this quirk. No! That is that is what the Aquarian is here to serve. This Break it all is up. To, or this society. Break it up. Yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> And so I yeah. like, help me get my resume together. That was a painstaking process. And then when it came to the cover letter, I started to write it. And then I had like, I got so upset. I laid in the bed for like two days because I was just like, I can't do this. Like I was so tortured Aww. by it because I was like, I can't fake the funk. I can't write this yeah. letter that I want to work for this place I don't care about. That I have no connection to, that I really just want to make six figures at a job and whatever. Like, if you want my truth, that's the that's what I want to be here for. I don't care about that's anything it. I'm doing, you know. Yeah. And so 
it really forced me to see like, no, like places where you maybe could have conformed a little more back then or whatever, you know, uh, you're not able to do, like you're, no. my spirit it had a hard no and was like, no, I'm laying in this bed until you get right. together and figure right. out a way to, you know, boost your business because this is not it, you know, and, and having to honor that, you know, and that's always been a thing is that I feel like my spirit has always told me when like, stop conforming, you can't do it anymore. I will get sick. I will be in the bed. I'll, you know, I'll get closed doors. I will be stuck. Like it will be a, an absolute block in a place that would be stagnant for me. So, um, or, or not in alignment with like my highest good or where I should be or, or what this path is. So, um, Again, I still think I'm like, oh, there's a lot of ways I can form. And there's a lot of ways <laughs> like, I have very traditional ideas about certain things or certain desires, you know, um, but I don't think that takes away. I'm learning to really understand it doesn't take away from me being a free spirit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so funny what you were talking about as far as this, you know, even like a year ago, like, OK, no, I'm going to. And I want people to really hear this because. I think there's this weird like misunderstanding that for some reason when we find our voice, then there's these poppy seeds and kumbaya songs all day long. And, you know, we just have no desire any other kind of way. No, there's constant tug of war, pull and push, regression and forward. Like that's, that is, it's messy. And that's the point, you yes. know, that's the point. Um, so well, I'm glad you're not confirming because you are an Aquarian <laughs> and it doesn't exist. <laughs> this is why you were up in the bed sick because exactly. literally that's <laughs> that is suffocation, literally. Yes. Literally, that is suffocation. Yes, okay. yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. It's pretty hilarious when I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> And now that I'm raising, you know, I'm raising an Aquarian, it's like, yeah, no, no. Mm -mm. He teaches me all day, let this bird fly, let this bird fly. Do not, do not. Okay. <laughs> and I can imagine that's hard too, you know, like raising. It's impossible. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like teaching you ultimate surrender, I feel like, you know, like my mom's a Capricorn. I know. Listen. Yes. Ooh, know that's I, really tough. Yeah. I'm I know I drove her crazy. <laughs> I know that I drove her crazy. You know what I mean? And she drove me crazy, but like yes. You no, know, um, there's such a deep appreciation for that. Um, yeah, you know, um, an understanding of how to how I can even like find structure or appreciate mm. structure mm -hmm. as I'm still being a free spirit and full mm. You know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. well, good luck. Um, you know, <laughs> finding the structure within. <laughs> oh, and you'll love this too. You'll appreciate this as an astro nerd. I got three <laughs> planets in Virgo, but guess what? Retrograde, boom. <laughs> but you know what retrograde means? This that is because I'm, I'm no. Retrograde is when it's in a past lifetime, you were working on that same thing. And now in this lifetime, you're being asked to continue the work, like on a deep level, on an even deeper level. So that's probably why you're feeling even more, yeah, the energy of I need structure, even more like, and it comes up, you know, without it, it being able to release that you know, is actually calling you to create some level of detail. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the spirit does want a bit of that. And it wants you to do the very thing you just said, creating the free spirit within the structure. But now that you're telling me about the Virgo. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That gives it a nice layer. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, yes. So, so well, that like way you're not trying to change or fix that. You know what I mean? You can just accept yes. it. Yes, yes. And I really do appreciate there's things I appreciate about routine and structure as I get older mm -hmm. um, in terms of like a feeling of stability or, or groundedness. There is something I really mm -hmm. do 
um, appreciate and admire and see in myself, yeah. even as others people see me as like floating about and you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm very disciplined and structured. <laughs> But you know, girl, we could have we got, we could have a whole astrology session because I'm like, well, no, that's why I see you still having more. Like now that you're telling me you have three planets in Virgo, I'm like that's that's the energy that I'm picking up on that's kind of like keeping you. But it doesn't block you. It's just you know, it's just it's it's just keeping us like you said a certain level of groundedness. Yes. Um. Yes. So. Ah, all right. So speaking of, we're talking about kind of, this might be a good segue. I would love to hear from you when you hear that word self-care, because mm. it's such an overused, buzzy, plain Jane now word. But how do you, when you hear that, when you think of that for yourself, how do you define self-care? Mm. There's a lot, I think there's levels, you know, and to your point, right? Like, self-care became very trendy with social media and like marketing, frankly, like everything, mm -hmm. so you bubble bath and nail polish and whatever, you know, like travels, like self-care, you know, which yeah. is great. Like, yes, I love my manicure pedicure. That two days ago for me was self-care, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't have to be a material thing. And a lot of times, like when you were talking about me riding my bike, legit, that is my self-care when yeah. I need to get out of my body and just go be with the nature or be with my music, I get on my bike. I have a little Bose speaker that I love and I be out there <laughs> jamming on the one, okay? You can't tell me nothing. And I know, and the thing I love about New Orleans is that everybody looks weird and weird. Like everybody, right. so nobody cares about me singing my songs, rapping, dancing on the bike. Like I'll be on the head of my like, oh, what's that? What I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so serious. So, I love it. I you love know, it. it's just like um, I got into it in 2020, and just my inner child is just so happy. It's such a joyful thing. So that to yeah. me, is um, and my relationship to it is so different now. Um, it's also for me, at, like sitting with when do I need the care? Like, what's, mm. am I agitated? Am I overwhelmed? What's my mind doing? You know, and, and like you were talking about before, it's still this push pull. Like even a few days ago, I was in a spiral of just negative thinking, just, mm. I was stressed out, exhausted, overwhelmed, a lot of things going on. Mm. And I realized I didn't have access to my like typical self-care. Like I wasn't near, I wasn't home, mm. so I was on my bike. You know, there wasn't, mm -hmm. I could walk, but kind of like, eh, not really, you know, so being outside, being in nature, walking, being on my bike, dancing, absolutely, listening to live music. Um, those mm -hmm. are things for self-care for me. And even just being like talking to loved ones and people who I know really mm -hmm. care and understand. Um, mm -hmm. And part of it too is like speaking to myself with love. And mm -hmm. that to me is like the number one thing that has to be self-care. And sometimes I'm not good at that. And, you know, just to be entirely frank and really noticing like, okay, what's going on? Why is, what's this like mental talk and loop and voice? Mm. Like, this is not the voice that needs to be speaking or even like giving any energy to. And so the mm. self-care is like, what can I do to shift what's happening? And sometimes that is riding the bike. Sometimes that's some affirmation. Sometimes it's taking a nap, you know, yeah. um, mm -hmm. it's dancing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. So that for me is, there's so many levels to it. And also like cooking something good to my, for myself or like, maybe I don't have to cook it. Maybe someone else can cook it. Somebody yeah. else can't cook it. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yes. Um, there's so yes. many ways it shows up you know, in so many yeah. uh, ways in which times when we need it, you know, and it doesn't have to be a lot and you don't have to spend money on it, but it does require, I think, presence and time and giving ourselves that time for it. Yes, absolutely. Presence and time. I, I don't think we spend enough. Um, I've heard a couple of people beginning to kind of define self-care within that context of time and prioritization, mm -hmm. like whatever it is happening that you do for self that allows you to be present um, and that is putting you first, you know, as opposed yeah. to 
last. Um, so no, I, I completely, utterly agree with all the points. And, and to your point, like for me, yes, being able, the fact that I really schedule my life so that I don't really get into my like work day until 10 AM was yes. probably the biggest gift of self-care I could give myself. <laughs> it's yes. just not starting a, an actual email correspondence day or, you know, interviews or, or whatever that it is I have to do. You know, I work at a university, so, you know, I don't schedule students before that time. I don't, I won't do it. And it's, you know, that in itself, whether it's that I'm working out, that it's, I'm cooking a really good breakfast. If it's that I'm going to just, you know, sit, I'm going to do some meditation, some reading, whatever. Like, I'm like, this is, this is part of how I'm caring for myself, yes. you know, for real. Yes. yes. I'm with you on that. I'm the 10 a.m. too. I'm like, nah, y'all don't, I'm not talking to y'all before 10 a.m. Please. No. <laughs> you don't no. want me to either. Trust me. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. I don't care what time zone you're on. I'm sorry, but we, it's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, I have to sometimes university, you know, I, I, that when I'm beholden to that, I do, you know, obviously have to honor when they have Same. meetings before that, but on when it's in my control. No. Same. Mm -mm. No, no. And no <laughs> guilt with that. No, like, right. well, I shouldn't. Mm -mm. No, it is what it is. So exactly. that, you know, I think that's self-care. Well, I, I want to bring up something and I don't know, I didn't prepare you for this, but mm -hmm. I, I, I admire, you definitely have a sense of independence and, you know, you don't have children. You're not that I am aware of, but you may be in a long-term partnership. No, you might be. no, not yet. It's not yet. <laughs> but I, I want to speak to my single, because I don't know how many guests I've had mm. that the Black women are single and single from the, I, you know, I've had single guests who are maybe divorced mm. or um, maybe single, but still have children. <laughs> but I would love, because I know that we have a lot of listeners who, because af after 40 also is suggestive of, I've arrived. I have my partner and my, you know, kids with the big house, with the this, this. And yes. that's what's going to be making me, again, my worthiness is going to now be on that. But was, has this in turn, has this been more of, like, no, I've been choosing this deliberately to kind of have this more, you know, single life, or is it, no, I didn't choose this. I, I would love to hear your honest feedback about that, about, this is still yeah. Time. Sorry, I did not mean to cut you off, but I was like, oh, no, I can no. see bars. <laughs> no, go, 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 go. Yeah, you know, and, and what's funny is one of the questions that we had talked about before, and so if I'm, you know, kind of, pulling the veil over that you'd sent me was like, what would some advice be for you in your twenties? And yeah. what I would tell myself as a 20 something is stop get being worried about getting married in your thirties. Mm. That's what I would tell myself because mm. I feel like in my thirties, as much as I like logically and intellectually knew, like, it doesn't matter if you're married, like who cares? You know, mm -hmm. it was something that I really wanted. And something mm. I saw for myself, partially, I think, because of a timeline that we're sold, um, mm -hmm. partially because of uh, an achievement, like, bu check off bucket list that we're sold as well mm. as women. Mm -hmm. And also because of a very true and innate desire for partnership, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. However, because of that, <clears throat> I made some not so wise decisions, I think, that were more so about undervaluing myself mm. and getting attached to people or things that were not for, that were not for my best, highest good. You mm. know, they were part of the journey. So I do have a level of like gratitude and appreciation for that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in some ways I was able to work or really like it illuminated certain things that I was very attached to that are traditional and maybe like outdated, you know, mm, well, mm -hmm. but I would say it's a conscious choice to have never been married because mm. I have not 
Like you, you can look at it both ways. I haven't found that person that I'm like, oh, right. like, we should be married. And I want to <laughs> like, you know, build a life and like a future and a family with you, you know, like, right, right. Like in a real way, not in like dream world way. <laughs> right. You know? right. Um, but it was also very much a conscious choice because I'm like, I left certain relationships because I'm like, this ain't going to be good. This ain't it, you know, or it was violent or it was mm. a mess, you know, or just, <laughs> um, and on, and in some ways I also chose, um, like a lot of casual sex, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to mm -hmm. be, like, yeah, yeah, gosh, yeah. Well, these fools, I can't really date them, but I got needs and, you know, that's exactly. Like, so we could make it work, you know? And, um, but what I will say is that like in my late thirties, maybe early, yeah, I would say around late thirties, maybe I'll say 40. It was like, <laughs> I was like, this ain't working no more. Like it doesn't scratch the itch in the same way because of a desire for intimacy. And yes. so, you know, renegotiating what intimacy looks like. And also I've had to do a lot of unpacking and still, I'm still doing it around sexual mm -hmm. assault, you know, around mm -hmm. certain things that happened to me in relationships that mm -hmm. um, affected my trust in people and, and affected mm -hmm. you know, how I looked at intimacy. So, mm -hmm. you know, I would say it's really interesting because like literally me and my best friend were talking about this yesterday and or mm -hmm. really the last few days. And she was we were talking about the idea of being happily single. And I was like, I'm mm -hmm. not happily single, you know, and she was like, really? And she has a kid and she's like, I'm happily single. Hell yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And I was like, you know, it's it's a choice. Yeah. But I do want to find partnership and it is something that is important to me, but I also have a lot of gratitude that, um, for the choices that I've made not to mm -hmm. be with certain people and that I did not mm -hmm. negotiate parts of myself away because of the like fairy tale or the ring or whatever I thought that marriage is supposed to like now bring me or impart on me or like what that says about my worth. So, Absolutely. you know, it's very, it's a challenge. It really, it's a challenge, but I'm also like, I am not the type of person to settle. I have no desire to settle. I would not like, and, and like, actually I physically couldn't the way I was laid up in the mm. bed with the resume. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll leave. I lived with somebody for six weeks because I was like, and bounced because I was like, this is about to go down and I'm not going <laughs> to fail for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like legit. I was like, mm -mm, my spirit uh -uh. shut it down, you know? So, um, yes. you know, but I am also in a place of maturity and feeling like getting to know somebody in a different way you know, and maturing the ways that I look at romance and love and, and marriage and partnership, not even just marriage, mm -hmm. but partnership. What does that actually mm -hmm. mean? Is this person mm -hmm. a friend? How do mm -hmm. I know, you know, like, how do you know, do you know this person? So it's really, I feel very grateful to be at this age and stage where I have a more um, emotional maturity or more mm -hmm. presence around you know, asking some of the right questions, um, even as we get told that there, you know, we're on this like ticking time clock, our, you know, youth is like everything, your body changes, will you still be attractive? You know, all these kinds of things that come up as you're aging. And it's just like, I can't, you know, I have to be very, um, just mindful that the, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. You know, and right. Like, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I just feel really grateful for presence and modeling of um, people who are willing to have real conversations about relationships, marriage, divorce, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like all these different ways that we talk about the realities as opposed to like, the fairy tale things that we're told and, and the like very um, patriarchal things that mm. we're told 
Um, about what it means to be a wife or what it means to be married, you know? And like, I'm coming into things where I'm like, I got my own stuff, you know what I mean? And for good, for better or worse, you know, like I got my own stuff physically, mentally, emotionally, you know what I mean? And you do too. Yeah. And so like, let's, you know, does it mesh or does it not, you know? Does is there it not, right. Is soil fertile, right? you know, like what is right. that? Mean? So that's mm. my long long and complicated no it wasn't like it wasn't it was truth telling it's your story and that's kind of the whole point and I, I i think you said it beautifully and i i i think that's why i wanted to ask you that question because i think a lot of people we don't get to hear the voices of single black women over 40 without children and living their truth and feeling buoyant in it you know yes. and and you know, there's this kind of, and I think if we heard more black women telling their stories of their buoyancy and of their joy and of their disappointment, mm -hmm. um, they give more permission to ourselves to, to, to go to, to live through these things and still trust our inner voice and still trust what we really understand about ourselves, as opposed to surrendering to this, like you said, patriarchy and, and, mm -hmm. you know, cult colonization and just there's just a lot and you know as women we have such incredible incredible power <laughs> that mm -hmm. we are so oblivious to because of all of these systems and you know so I I just appreciate you being you know honest and willing to you know to to, to share that now, yeah, I'm sure. looking at our little clock and I, you know I'm supposed to be winding down right now Lord Jesus all right it's fine <laughs> I love this. And I, I appreciate these questions because, you know, it's like I could sit here and like say the things that like would sound great, you know, and like, yeah, but like I've melted down multiple times this week, you know, like I feel great today. And I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> legit. If, if you only knew, you know, and that's the thing about life. It's like, I'm so happy with the life that I've created, but like, you know, and continue to build and create and, and taking advantage of the fact that I am single and I don't have children. And like, I have mm -hmm. a freedom to move about the world in a way that maybe some other, other folks don't, you know? So I take right. full advantage of that, even right. as I'm like, I want to share this with somebody, but you got to be right <laughs> and special. You know what I'm saying? So like, right, you know, right. I just really appreciate the opportunity to be vulnerable and to share these, these things that it's, it's not, you know, I don't want to ever paint anything with rose colored glasses. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I want to affirm joy and, and positivity, you know, and I want to, yeah. I want us to uplift each other. Right. And I, and I want to model freedom for people, for others and encourage that and be a hype mm. woman. But I also mm. like, yes, be the hype girl. Very, yeah, you know, like that's, that's <laughs> my burlesque like moniker, you know, um, and, but I feel like, you know, I also can't fake the funk and, and I don't, I feel like I'd be doing a disservice and I would feel inauthentic. So thank you for right. you know asking these questions and, and, you know, making me kind of like delve deep um, and share that. Yeah. with others. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I'm glad you felt safe enough to do so. Cause I mean, I think that's the whole point is we, you know, creating these safe, you know, we hear a lot, create safe spaces, but you know, it, it takes a lot to hold um, vulnerability. And for me is something that I love is something that, you know, um, and that's one of the things I'm going to ask two more questions and then we're going to go to our bonus. Okay. Um, Cause Jana in her bonus, she's going to offer some, some advice and suggestions of how to, you know, maybe get more into your travel and life like that. So, but that's bonus. So they got to join Patreon to do that. But join Patreon. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> one of the things that I witness again from the outside with you is your sense of the community. And I, I said that in your bio, um, you know, again, social media, we only can see, but so much, but, um, and we're seeing the highlights, you know, people's lives, but you've brought up like, you know, my best friend and, you know, this, this person and this community. Um, I would love for those people who, um, well, tell me just a little bit more about how have you been able to, to build community at this mm. point in life? Cause I think after 40, it gets hard to do that, you know? Um, yes, yeah. it is. And, um, 
you know, I moved to New Orleans last year and I'm still finding community and learning my way. Um, you know, and sometimes like I do feel lonely because it's like I don't have my same tribe that I had in L.A. Like I miss my L.A. Mm-hmm. people super hard. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but I don't miss L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No disrespect. Yeah. But it wasn't for me. Like it was a yeah. blessing to help me level up as a woman and it helped me grow mm. so much. But it's not the place where I saw myself really mm. uh continuing to blossom and like staying for, you know, building a a life there. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas New Orleans feels more of a place where I'm like, this feels like home. I love this place, but I don't have the same tribe that I do, you know? And I think it's been, for me, community has built, been built over time. Um, I've been a lot of places, you know, in terms of uh, lived in a, a lot of places and also a lot of my work was very much, I tr- the way I got into travel, because my work was always like, you're going to this conference, like, you go, you know, oh, so it was always you. like traveling, going to conferences, meeting people, networking, working in media, your relationships are gold, like that's really everything. Um, but right. to that point, so in some ways, it was very easy to accumulate, and I'm doing air quotes for people who can't see me, community, <laughs> you know, but... There's a, there's like your true blue people, you know, and Mm. like, those are the people that love you over time. And, and really, I think for me, the discernment is honoring how I feel when I'm with these people. Like, Mm. if I'm with someone, do I feel free to be myself? Mm -hmm. Do I feel heard? Do I feel like there's reciprocity? Do I feel Mm. comfortable? You know, um, are these going to be the people that are like cheering for me for real, for real? Or are they, you know, fair weather friends where they cheer for you publicly, but they're wishing you bad Mm. or or whatever, you know? Um, And Mm. those are things you kind of discern. I think we feel it intuitively, like innately we're like, "Mm, something's off. (laughs) Can't always figure it out, you know? But I think as I get older, my community is smaller like my real, you know, there's community and then there's like my community, you know, <laughs> right, I'm right. gesturing for the people listening. There's like big community, like all these people, you know, with Wander Women, it's a, for me, it started, it's really started as this like online travel guide for black women, women and femmes of color who were looking for mm-hmm. authentic cultural travel experiences. Um, mm. And it's growing now where I will be building it into a travel agency where folks can book oh, trips. I love it. That's what I'm working I love on. it. I love it. I love it. I you know, love it. And the idea of that was like looking online, a lot of the travel community felt very much like, or not, I want to say travel community. I would say a lot of the travel influencers felt very like vapid. And it's like, look at me mm. on this beach. And then, you know, I'm going to put a nice quote and then I'm like, okay, so are you in Bali? Are you in Greece? Are you in Coney Island? Like, where are you? Right. Like, this, don't tell me this. this is not a travel influencer. If I don't know where you are, you know, and right, so right. trying to connect with other folks who felt like travel for them is a way to connect with other cultures, to learn about themselves, to learn about other people, you know, and find those shared connections and their shared stories as a way for me, it's like, this is how we build human community. This is how we connect humanity in a world that's so divisive. Like, get outside of your house. Go to the bookshop around the corner and talk to somebody. You know, like, Mm -hmm. that's travel. Mm -hmm. That's building community, right? So, you know, this is kind of like roundabout answers, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, it's great. You know, like, I try to really think about what does community mean for me in terms of my like mm-hmm. people, who can I call on when something's going on? And I know that's based on my feelings on how I feel around these folks. Like, do I feel lifted or do I feel depleted? You know, do I right. feel like I can be my fullest self or do I feel like I have to, you know, guard myself? Um, yeah. And then also the kind of thing where I'm like, my community is my neighbors because I talk to them, you know, like that's right. one of the things I didn't like about LA is I felt like people didn't talk to each other. And here I feel like yeah. everybody talks to each other, you know, like that's community to me is like just yeah. seeing each other's humanity and acknowledging, hey, we're humans sharing space. You know, like that's yes. not a lot. Yes. You know? 
think. Yes. And even New Yorkers, we do that well, even though we be yes. business. New Yorkers talk to each other all the time, all the time, all the time. you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's my um, roundabout way of thinking about, you know, communities offline, online. It's, it's big level, but it's also like really intimate too. Right. Right. Ah, you said that so well. Okay. I, you know, I, I've said this to you several times and when we get, when we stop, when we push the stop, I, I really want to connect you to my, my friends in New Orleans, Jamie, because yes. you both have so much similar kind of ener energy, um, on things. And I'm like, they need to be hanging out. She needs to be a part of, they, they need to like have community together for real. When I you were just that. describing all of that. But, um, all right, because of time, I'm going to yes. ask one last question and then we're going to go to bonus this. I ask everybody. And that is, what is your theme song? Now, I know you love music, so this may be hard, but <laughs> it is. What's the song? What's what's or songs if you need? Yeah, everyone. there's there's multiple. You know, uh, I would say one that really resonates for me is like in my hype jams is um, "Cozy" by Beyonce. Like, yes, that's vibe. Listen, ah, Beyonce so has hit. I've had so many, I, and "Cozy" has come up. I'm making a playlist with this, so. Um, we're gonna have all of Beyonce's Renaissance album, clearly, because <laughs> <Sure>. everybody <laughs> found because it is. It's just, just it's just it. good. It is incredible. Um, I'm very excited. Good. I'm going to see her here in New Orleans. I can, I'm so you excited. are. Oh, you man. got the coveted ticket. Oh my god! There's, there's still tickets. This we could go. We're not gonna go on in on this, but there's. I'm pretty sure there's still tickets available. So I'm like, hmm. So but just how a, much, girl? How much? You know, that's well, that's the thing. You know what though? Listen, I got two tickets. If anybody needs them in Tampa, I will sell them to you below face value. Are you serious? In Tampa? That whole stadium is like empty. And I bought tickets because I wasn't sure if I would get any in New Orleans. So I bought a Tampa was my safety. <laughs> she got safety tickets. Oh, safety concert. Girl. And now I'm like, I overpaid for these. Like they're selling for like like half of what I paid. So I have an attitude about that. But anyway, if anybody wants Tampa tickets, I will sell them to you below below what I paid. So to so that someone That's can go crazy. and have a good time. When is when is the show in Tampa? August 16, maybe something like that. Oh, listen. I made don't give them away yet. I made I, I won't. I, listen, I let me know. Let me know. Okay. Um, I've sorry. seen Beyonce a few times, so I should let me just but okay, awesome. No, also, I'm gonna put down cozy. Oh, you have yes. another one. Okay, yes, yes. yes. Um Jasmine Sullivan, if you dare. Mm, Jasmine is another one who's popping up. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. she's and... finally getting some respect. Finally. She really is. I think she's phenomenal. Um, mm. I would say I was, you know, it's funny. I was trying to think of like Prince songs too. I was like, I gotta have Prince in here. Why do I not have Prince in here? You know, um, so I mean, since we, since we're talking about Prince and, um, that is one of our beloveds, yes. um, you know, like dance music, sex, romance is just a jam, you know, it just makes you feel good. And I feel like those are for and it was like a, in my 20s especially that was my jam i was like this is my life motto or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so ah, really, i love it like it just makes me feel very happy so yeah, um, yeah. i will was, take these and i, I got one more for you I oh she got another one. Oh, she got two more okay two more so my shout out to my um communications cohort folks that I train, we asked them for songs that make them feel good. And I'd never heard of this song before. And I put it on. I was like, oh, it's called <laughs> Unstoppable by Corin Hawthorne, K-O-R-Y-N. Ah, I don't, it is I don't amazing. know. And okay, because, I'm writing it. And because I'm in New Orleans, Freedom, the Big Frida remix with John Baptiste and Big Frida. Ah, yeah. Now I'll do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Girl, so I have an assistant who goes through and, you know, goes and listens at the end to like really kind of to put this playlist together. She's going to be like, was this guy supposed to put that? I'm like, yes, just put them all down. Put them all in the list. <laughs> when you said put you're making all. a playlist, I was like, oh, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're a music lover. So it makes it super, super hard. 
Totally. So right. well, this has been wonderful. I knew, yes. knew, knew it would. That's why when we were having technical problems, I'm like, let me move in another part of my house because we need to make sure that people hear your story, hear your Thank voice. You. And for those of you who, you know, you, you mentioned something and I, in the bonus, I'm definitely going to ask a little bit about this kind of tips for travel, you know, mm -hmm. for, for black women. So if y'all want to hear more of that, um, make sure you join the Patreon. But for now, we're going to stop our, our audio part, our, our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all that. We're going to stop that in a moment. But I would say any last thoughts, but no, the last <laughs> thoughts are going to be in the in the bonus. In the Patreon, <laughs> y'all better shamo. Shalom, shalom. <laughs> so awesome. You've been beautiful. Um, and for those listening, yes, yes. And for those listening, we will be back. We will be back. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast and share on social media using hashtag finding your voice after 40. To submit questions, email info at findingyourvoiceafter40.com.